0: Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of your Circle of Influence. I'm your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando, And I'm Amy Walker. We are thrilled. You know what I'm going to say, right? We are what? We are thrilled. Delighted.
1: Delighted. Yes. But you don't say delighted, it's delighted. Oh, I say delighted? Oh yeah, every oh, time enunciated. We are thrilled, delighted that you are here with us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I am thrilled and delighted. It's true. We are I love I love this topic because it is the conversation that a lot of times people get trumped up on when building wealth or legacy particularly those, those folks that come to my, my program, women, wealth and worthiness, or it's corollary brother program, men, money, and mastery typically Mm -hmm. have an issue with one or more of the five pillars of wealth building that we're going to be talking about today. Yep. And we, you know, it's, it's a little bit of my magnus opus in the sense that it brings the stockbroker slash financial planner slash hedge fund manager background that I have, and then brings in some mindset and some, um, you know, really business strategies that we can implement right away so that you can really build the wealth that you desire and understanding how you do it in such a way that um, supports who you are as a person and who you want to be as a human being, um, you know, the legacy that you want to leave. So I'm excited about today's topic
1: love this. I actually have Monica every time I do an event, um one of my acquire events, I have Monica come and train on this because honestly, you cannot step into real business building and real scaling of your business if this part is not in order. Mm-hmm. I feel like um you will self-sabotage, you will uh make mistakes. Uh, like something's going to happen that's going to derail your business progress if you don't have this part of money mastery in in line so i'm excited to okay.
0: all right let's get to it have you jump into it all right the first pillar of building wealth of course the most obvious one is make money making money can you imagine that I love it (laughs) because it's kind of like you've heard me say this before Amy where I say that the purpose of your life is not to breathe oxygen but if you're not breathing oxygen you're not available for the purpose of your life and in the same way the purpose of your business is not to make money but if it's not making money it also is not available for its purpose and so we want to be very clear about the offer that you make or the, the business model that you are um, engaged in, how you make money and um, how that you can create that into a sustainable business model, uh, a scalable business model, depending on the phase of business growth that you're in. Because if you don't have this clear, everything else is on a rocky foundation. And part of w- what I help people with when we, when we talk about this with our clients is this framework, this mindset of profit first. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that you get the book if you haven't already, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Because typically when we do any kind of financial planning in businesses, we typically say sales minus expenses equals profit. And I want you to flip that on its head. I want you to go sales minus profit. (laughs) And then what's left is expenses, right? And so when you do that, then you can claim, this is the profit margin that I want in my business. Um, This is how much I want at the end of the year and then plan around that. And, you know, that, that requires some strategic thinking about your pricing, about your timing, about your launches, about your capacity in terms of building your team, et cetera, et cetera. And and we don't have time to get into the weeds, but these these are the kinds of things that I want you to keep in mind so that you're very clear about how it is that you make money so that the rest of them will make sense. So that's the first pillar.
1: Awesome. And I I just want to say on that too, that Sometimes people need to adjust their money-making strategies because they're inefficient. Mm -hmm. And so the amount of time that it's taking them to make the money is like energetically making it so they can never make enough money.
0: Mm, Right. This is very, very true. Very, very true. The second pillar of building wealth is to manage your money. Now that sounds like a duh. I know, but. I think of managing money a little bit differently. There are certain things that come due on an annual basis, on a quarterly basis. There are some unexpected expenses. And then there's like your regular churn, right? Just things that you have to pay on a regular basis, monthly, weekly, whatever the case may be. And so you want to manage that output of cash and you want to manage the input of cash in such a way that you can handle all of your commitments one of the first things that I have people do is audit that cash output, and you'd be surprised what they'll find. They'll find that, oh my God, I have a double Netflix subscription. <laughs> or why am I paying for a software that handles you know, uh, my CRM? But I'm paying for two CRMs, three CRMs. Why am I doing that? And so when you can audit your cash outlay and your cash input, then you can, you're in a better position to negotiate whatever's left. Whatever's left in terms of, you know, do I want to continue paying net 30? Do I want to continue paying on receipt? Do I, can I negotiate a lower rate on certain things, et cetera? So you're managing your input and your output in such a way that um, you're leaning out as much as possible. And that one can look kind of boring, but it's actually exciting. And Amy can attest to this. When Amy found some some extra money that she didn't have to pay for, she was like, ooh, look at this money that I saved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's amazing how much over
1: the course of the year you accumulate expenses that you're not aware of. Um, yeah. we've been doing twice a year, uh, audits and it's it, like, we've gotten to the point where it's gotta be more often than that. Like we have to do quarterly audits to find the stuff that we're paying for that. We're like, why are we paying for this? We're not really using it.
0: Right. Yeah. Very, very, very important. Yes. So then the third pillar of building your wealth or wealth building is to multiply your money. And what that means is to number one, of course, the most obvious one for all of us entrepreneurs is multiplying your diversifying your streams of income. And that's not just within your business. Within your business, you might multiply your streams of income. For example, if you're a coach, you might have programs, you might have retreats, you might have courses, you might have on-demand, you know, one-offs, an audio, a PDF, a thing like that, that you can sell this way. But I mean, even beyond a specific um, business brand, I also mean getting into real estate or crypto or your investment accounts, et cetera, et cetera. The reason why that's important is because things in your industry might not always go your way. And you might have some market fluctuations that are not conducive to (laughs) your financial goals. And you don't want to be beholden to the ups and downs of an industry in order for you to meet your financial commitments. Mm -hmm. So when you diversify yourself by investing in the stock market or in mutual funds or EFTs or real estate or crypto or whatever, then you remove yourself from having to meet your financial commitments or your budget or your household, you know, um, promises, et cetera, just through your labor. It also allows you to be far more present, authentic and in integrity with the clients that you deal with, because you've probably heard not all good money is good. Not all money is good money. And so right. if you want to be able to say no to clients that aren't aligned with you or with your vision or who have a different work ethic than you without thinking, I have to take this gig because otherwise I can't meet rent or mortgage or I can't send the kids to the school that they want or whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't want that kind of survival pressure on your head. So when you multiply your income by diversifying your income streams and your businesses, you give yourself that level of breathing room. That's number three, multiply your business and multiply your money. So now number four is to minister with your money. Minister with your money, and that means your plans for charity, your plans for contribution, your tithing, even—and I know that this can get kind of tricky—even the money that you quote-unquote lend to cousin Bubba <laughs> or cousin, you know, uh, cousin John, who's always asking for money, always got this harebrained idea or whatever. Because, and here's the personal policy that I myself have. I don't even when people say, can you loan me X, Y, Z? Typically, the word loan is not accurate in the sense in the dictionary definition of the word. What they mean is, can you give me money and I still keep my dignity? That's typically what they mean. Right. And so I don't I don't ever loan money that I don't consider a gift that I would have to suffer if I don't get it back, et cetera, et cetera. So uh that that money goes if you were thinking of putting money in different buckets, right? You're making money, you're you're managing your money, you're multiplying your money, then minister with your money. If you think of your budget, like 10% of, of your income goes into the minister your money, minister with your money bucket, then that's all the money you have for gifts or loans or contributions or just tricking off money. Don't put the rest of it in there. And the and that's just a a way for you to give yourself a peace of mind about what you're doing with your money. Love it. And then finally, and perhaps most importantly is to mastermind for your money. The fifth pillar is to mastermind for your money. And what I mean by that is you've probably heard the phrase. You are the average of the five people that you hang around with the most. I'm not going to say you are, but certainly your money is and your mindset
1: is and your mindset is perspective is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it's here's what I discovered, Amy. And, and you would tell me if this is your experience, too. People get really antsy when they talk about their money, particularly when they feel like they don't know what they're talking about or what they have to talk about isn't anything that they would like to brag about. People who are making money and happy about the money that they're making have no problem talking about the money that they're making because they're pretty proud of it, right? But when you ain't where you want to be, you're like, "Ah, I don't want to talk about it. That's rude,
1: (laughs) right? Now we have
0: all these social cultural mores about it. It's like, nah, you're just embarrassed. That's all. Mm -hmm. So when you mastermind with your money, you get yourself around people who are very comfortable talking about money, even, even, Mm -hmm. and especially. When it's not anything to brag about, because that's the way that you can interrupt the snowball from getting bigger. That's the way that you can interrupt bad habits from becoming horrible destinies. That's how you can interrupt, um, you know, a lack of financial literacy. Get, around, just get yourself around people who know more than you about your money so that you can then learn better strategies. With your credit, for example, with life insurance, with um, you know owning multiple homes, with you can make different decisions that you had no idea that were available to you if right. you get yourself around people that you can mastermind uh, around your money for. Let me give you an well, example. Well,
1: and one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, I don't know what to conceptualize until I see it in somebody else, right? Yeah. So when I got around somebody who was doing more than double what I was doing in sales and working way less than me, it was like, oh, that's possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see it. Being around powerful people who are doing, who have accomplished or are doing the things that you're trying to accomplish is I think one of the best ways to accelerate. This is an accelerator, right? Like if you don't have the first four in place, then it might not it might not do for you what you're hoping. But when you have the first four in place, you're working on those, and then you put yourself in the space of masterminding. It accelerates the growth in all of the other areas.
0: That's exactly right. Now I can I can almost hear somebody thinking to themselves, well, "Okay, that makes sense for me to get around people who are making more money than me and who know more about money than me, et cetera." But why would they want to be around me? And here's I'd what I'll say. Them. Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you pay them, right? Like I have some really great connections that are like have changed my life and we are now friends and it started out with, I paid them.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So there's, there's three ways that you can get around people who know more than you um, so that you can mastermind for your money. And of course, the first one is to pay them, right? You want to pay an accountant that knows what they're doing <laughs> to manage your you know, tax filings, to manage your tax strategies, et cetera, et cetera. Pay a coach to give you that bigger picture to allow, to also get you around other entrepreneurs that they're also coaching that are doing things bigger than you, better than you, faster than you, more effective than you, etc. So that that stuff can then, to your point, Amy, that exposure creates possibilities. So when you can see it, you're like, oh, okay, maybe how do I implement this? How do I make this my own, right? That's the second way is to... um, or the first way is to pay someone the second way is to get yourself in the in the neighborhoods in the professional associations And this kind of require sometimes that does require payment right but like attend the conferences of people who have the information that you want and then Mm -hmm. you offer them the information that they don't have that you have right Mm -hmm. so there are for example with um Listen, let me tell you something about Amy Walker. Let me tell you something about Amy Walker. Even though she and I are both business coaches, right? one of the things that I lean on Amy for is she's an amazing systems thinking person. I do not think that way. And so when we started this podcast, for example, she's like, yeah, and then we can just batch them all on Thursday. I was like, what a whole day. But then when (laughs) I started getting, but when I started getting in the flow of things, it was like, oh my God, Amy, this freaking works. She's looking at me like, I know girl, I've been trying to get you to batch your work. (laughs) And so when, and, and she gets something for, she doesn't get systems thinking from me. Listen, that is not my ministry. Okay. But she gets something else. Right. And so this is the point that I'm making that you're not supposed to get from people what they get from you. That's your gift. You bring Mm -hmm. something to the table and you come to the table with something more than just your appetite so that Mm -hmm. you can also be a contribution. Right. So that's the second thing is to get getting around and and elevating the people that you hang out with. That's why we call the podcast your circle of influence, because when you amplify and expand your circle of influence, so does your consciousness. Yeah. And then the third way that you can mastermind for your money, that, that you can get, elevate your thinking around money is to get yourself stretching, stretching. If I, I can hear somebody say, well, I don't have the money to pay a coach. Okay, fine. Well, I, I can't hang out in those rooms. Okay, fine. But you know that there are people who are doing it. You see it on TV, you see it on the news, you hear about what this entrepreneur is doing or what this celebrity is doing, et cetera, et cetera. You stretch yourself then. You make a decision, a risky decision that you've been delaying on, mm-hmm. right? And so when you can do that, then you, you, you create the launching pad so that you can make the money to invest in a, in a coach, to invest in a mentor, to get yourself into the room where it happens, as it were, um, because there are no excuses. We live in a, we live in a society where you can literally get degree level knowledge from YouTube people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: No excuses.
1: Yeah. You know, there's a fourth way too. Okay. Tell me the fourth way is you make the scariest, biggest commitment of your life and you find someone willing to finance you. Um, when I launched Amy Walker Consulting, I knew I needed a coach. Like I did not know what it was going to take to get this business off the ground and running and profitable. And I did a $25,000 coaching program that I did not have any money for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had zero money for this. I think my initial down payment was like 500 bucks going towards 25,000. Right. Wow. And my, my payments were, my payments were $2,000 a month. And I remember the conversation that I had with my husband where I was like, I will pay that payment every single month. And, and then the number that I had to make for my family was $2,000. Like I had to contribute $2,000 a month. So I was like, all right, I'm already in at 4,000 a month. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's what it is just to break even. Mm -hmm. And I made that commitment that I was going to work for it and I was going to sell it. And there was one month where I had to say, can I pay this much now and this much in two weeks? Mm-hmm. But every other month, I, and there was one month too when my husband was like, So, not trying to put any pressure on you, mm-hmm. but I just need to remind you that like we have to pay rent on Thursday and you haven't put in your $2,000. And I was like, I, it's Tuesday, I'll have it today. You know, like mm-hmm. it just, I, I think that there are times when we tell ourselves we'll make the investment in ourselves when. We Mm -hmm. have the money Mm -hmm. instead of saying, I will make the investment, believing in myself that I will create the money.
0: That's a different
1: mindset, friends, It's risky, but it sure pays off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, typically we have a listener challenge when we have guests and we don't necessarily have a listener challenge when when it's just us, but I'm going to give you a listener challenge anyways. And that is take those five uh, pillars of building wealth and give yourself an audit. Where have you been taking ground in each one of them? Where, how do you define for yourself, without me giving you a definition or anything, for yourself, for your peace of mind, for your sense of integrity and for your sense of accomplishment, where would you have to be in each one of those pillars? In the making money pillar, in the managing your money pillar, in the multiplying your money pillar, in the ministering with your money pillar, in the masterminding for your money pillar where would you have to be to consider that a level 10? And then where are you now? And what are the steps and the actions and the habits that you would need to install in order to get yourself from whatever score you are now to the 10? Because that's your strategy. That's your action plan. And then now you have a way to get to it.
1: And if you need help in this area, that's legitimately what women wealth and worthiness is all about
0: plug plug absolutely (laughs) you can go to womenwealthworthiness.com and find out more about that because that is that is my magnus opus that is the 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 conglomeration of everything that I have learned in the financial services industry and the money mindset aspect of it and the spirituality aspect of it and get yourself plugged in awesome
1: Monica thank you so much for being brilliant and amazing like isn't she awesome you guys I love love it Thank you all so much for listening in today. We would love to hear from you. Leave us a comment. Let us know how this landed for you and how you're going to implement it. And um, if you haven't done it yet, subscribe to the podcast, share the episode out with your friends and come connect with both of us on Instagram. I'm at Amy Walker coach and Monica is at Monica O'Gando. Thanks so much, everyone.
0: Thanks everybody. We'll